0: Another digital another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. My citizen.
2: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of another digital citizen. The podcast with most norwegians and americans in the same podcast
1: Question mark
3: i don't know if that's Question. true there's so many podcasts in the world hi fro hi everybody <laughs> the only podcast with uh, one from lillehammer and one from oregon that's a very good possibility i mean you're narrowing it down there a lot more yeah unless somebody yeah. copied us which i guess is possible well, we have had copycats that uh, didn't really
2: survive, so... That's true, yeah. I guess, or, yeah. <laughs> kind of. No, not not mentioning any names no. or anything, but... Right. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, and I know who I'm talking about. So. Right, yeah, I remember that, yeah.
3: <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, you know, things happen uh i mean most i haven't seen podcasts ever oh yeah Uh... that's true um most podcasts don't last very long though like if you go and look at like the itunes thing you'll see a Mm -hmm. lot of pot like and you're going through just random podcasts you're gonna see a lot that only get through like four or five episodes you know what i mean yeah like it's not something that everybody wants to do Like, once you start doing it, you realize how much work it is, I think. Like, some people are like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. You just sit down and talk. It's not really that. (laughs) It's a lot more work than just that. And if you enjoy doing it, what do they say? If you enjoy your work, you never work a day in your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. But people who aren't ready for that, I think they expect it to be, like, simple or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I have days where I think, oh, gosh, I wish I,
2: I didn't have a podcast but they are extremely few.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, and, there are definitely days where I'm like, I don't want to do this today or whatever. But right. I think that's true about anything in life, really. Not just the yeah. podcast. But, I mean, yeah. It's definitely... I feel that sometimes. But I think it's more There's... like... Uh, some people go into it thinking it's going to be like this simple thing. And then mm-hmm. it's not, right? Yeah. You know,
2: people, people thinking that it's just to sit in front of a microphone and just, like, record and then upload are extremely
3: naive and also makes the most shitty podcasts. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that, everybody's got to start somewhere, and I imagine that's where everybody also starts. So, yeah. Uh, uh, that's not. I guess that's did. not true nowadays, because people start yeah. podcasts nowadays with, like, multi-million dollar budgets. Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess when yeah. we started whatever, five or six years ago, there wasn't, like, the multi-million dollar podcasts that, like, start up with, like, a set in a studio in the middle of Hollywood, California. Now, that is a thing, so... Yeah. yeah. know, if you
2: think about it, we have done this for 346 weeks, and so
3: that's, uh... We've seen a lot of change in, in the podcasting space in that time, for sure. Oh, Oh, oh definitely. I mean, I mean... I I
2: remember, I re- remember us listening to the Diana Warrior podcast. Do you remember that? Dana Warrior, right? <laughs> yeah, Dana Warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an amazing podcast. But
3: I remember at the time thinking like, why is WWE getting into podcasting? That was the time when they also uh, did like the Stone Cold podcast was just starting out. Um, mm-hmm. and they had, they had picked it up as like, cause he was doing it by himself and then they picked it up and then we had the Dana warrior and I'm like, something's going on Jericho? here. Yeah. Wasn't I am Jericho around that time as well? Right. But I think he also did that by himself. Right. Like that was like, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but then they started investing in those things and it, uh, mm-hmm. there was like a realization around that time that like, oh, companies can m- make money uh, or even use the podcast is like an advertising platform for their own brand or and then bring in other advertisers yeah and it, that is why we drink pepsi
2: and only pepsi on another
3: digital not sponsored because i'm literally <laughs> drinking a dr pepper diet dr pepper right now so how dare you <laughs> i don't even have any pepsi in the house i did buy a Rockstar for the first time in like years this week though i haven't had a Rockstar in forever is it okay that I don't know what the rock star is? It's like a Red Bull. Uh, let me send you okay. a pic. It's like a Red Bull, but it's uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say white trash. It's it's like the white trash version of isn't that Red Bull? No, when you when I think Red Bull, I think like extreme sports. You know, like they they always like sports they always uh whenever you see a weird extreme sport like that one ice racing thing that we saw that one time that's like red bull oh, yeah. ice racing or uh, ice skate racing or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's like anything that's like an extreme sport is is red bull i think rockstar is more mm-hmm. like raves drift drift cars that kind of thing like motorcycles mm-hmm. it's like a whole different kind <laughs> of vibe i guess um but they're like It's it's similar They're just kind of like Going for a different market If that makes sense And then Monster Energy I think uh, When I think of that I think of you know like Dirt bike rider guy Dirt bike Yeah, yeah. that kind of thing Yeah they're all go, They're like the same thing They're just Going for a different market Yeah but I think
2: that's that has a lot to do with the video game marketing as well. Like, if I want to, if I want to, like, have a monster game, it's like, oh,
3: cool! You you have like dirt bikes and things like that. But when you think if of I like an, energy to, drinks, soft drinks that you associate with like gaming, like, what's the first thing you think of? I mean, Code Red Mountain Co- Dew. Cola. That's what oh, I think yeah. of.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
3: Code Red. Yeah. Or Mountain Dew in general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's try. Cuz for years they that that was like the main sponsors of gaming was like what Mountain Dew to and be like honest, Doritos To I have and played the
2: Coca-Cola game, so I, that was the first time I think that came. Well, into I played
3: mind. Pepsi Man, uh so Oh, Pepsi Man, such that... a good game. <laughs> so there's that.
1: <laughs>
3: I also did. And Burger Burger King also had their game. Did they? I remember... Oh, yeah. I remember they had, oh, like, yeah. a chicken fry online game, like, in the mid-2010s or something, when the chicken fry oh, no, no, came no, no. out. This yeah. was- before this, uh, uh,
2: the Hamburgler came from that, if I don't remember.
3: Oh, correctly. I don't... I, yeah, it, well, not from that, because Hamburglar is from, like, the 70s, before video right. games, so... But it might have been in that. I don't remember... Wait, Hamburgers, McDonald's, also, but there probably was is a it? McDonald's game, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was Easy. there a Burger King? Ma- oh, well, the Burger King, obviously, is the mascot of Burger King.
2: Yes, so I think I I thought of the Hamburgler for McDonald's
0: and
3: <laughs> right, McDonald. I guarantee you the there was perfect. like an NES or Super NES McDonald's game, probably both. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure.
2: And then I, I mean, N A S games were like, was so many, like, so many shit games back then. Holy moly! I'm, I'm trying a- to think if I ever played, uh, like, I I think the worst game I ever played was was uh, Atari games. I, I especially remember E T, but every. I
3: had an Atari for a very short time before I got like a, I guess the first thing I had was a Nintendo, a Game Boy, but Mm. uh, for the time, like that was what video games were kind of like. I I mean, it was like Pac-Man and shit. The only video Mm. game I'm seeing McDonald's, like the one that's coming up the most at least, is Treasure Island Adventure for like, it's for like, oh yeah, Genesis, Super Nintendo, what's this? Mm-hmm the mc kids this looks like a yeah that's a nes game Mm. i don't remember either of these games yeah nope i think i've
2: heard of them i've never played them
3: i'm not surprised if maybe i did play them at some point i had a friend when i was younger and his dad worked for nintendo in japan and so he had like games Mm. that came out that hadn't come out yet. I remember going over there and he had cartridges that, you know, said do not resell or whatever. Because his dad would get the testing cartridges, which was kind of cool. I still don't remember what it was called. But I mean,
2: remember the worst game I had and I played myself was the Dolphin game for, for uh, I think it was Sega Genesis, if I'm not 110% Incorrect.
3: Dolphin game, like Flipper.
2: The, the yeah. So what w- what you did was that you were this dolphin and you were like supposed to like swim uh, between like uh, rings of fire here yeah, and then also jump up and down. I think it was called Echo, the Lost Dolphin. Oh, or
3: something okay. Like that? Uh, the worst game I ever played was definitely Mario is Missing. For Super Nintendo, <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> It was basically like uh, uh, Carmen Sandiego. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? But Mario, except when I I rented it at the store, I like the video store, like back when video rental stores were around, and it didn't. They didn't include like the the manual, so I literally had no idea what I was doing the whole time I was playing that game. I remember. I found it, yeah. It was for uh, the Sega Genesis. What was it called? Echo, Echo the Dolphin. I don't remember. I I never really played Genesis that much <laughs> when I was a kid, but I did play later in life. Uh, 92. 1992.
2: That is probably the first game I got. Really? No joke. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that was, was like something my mom bought. There's for me a PlayStation a 2
3: Echo the Dolphin: Defender of the Future." So there were spin-offs of that game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, there was a series <laughs> series of, of, of games about Echo the Dolphin.: Yeah, there's another one for so, Sega CD yeah. that probably nobody ever mm-hmm. played because I didn't know anybody who had a Sega CD. Nobody nobody else. Uh, was that called the Mega Drive? Or was that the same as Genesis? No, well, there was an add-on to the Genesis that was the Mega Drive, and then there was actually an add-on that was a CD drive that you could put on top of your Genesis, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the Mega Drive, like, just made it so that it added pixels so that it would stay... Because they didn't want to build a whole new system to compete with the SNES, so instead they just added the Mega Drive to, like, try to... uh, up the amount of pixels to mm. get to 64-bit or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to two old men talking about... Old video games? games? Right. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on this topic, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's talk about, <laughs> about
2: the news. Uh, Clinton uh, acquired a leak to a reporter about uh, Russia
3: Trump time. Uh, that's right. Uh, Hillary Clinton personally approved leaking to the media alleged, uh, allegedly a connection between Donald Trump and a Russian bank in 2016, which the campaign itself had not fully confirmed according to testimony on Friday by Clinton's former campaign manager, Robbie Mook. Uh, he said in a federal court that the campaign against Trump heated up in the late summer, early fall of 2016. Mark Elias, who was a lawyer with Perkin Cole Perkins Coy Law Firm served as the campaign legal advisor and told Mook that people with expertise in cyber activity had briefed the campaign on data alleging links between Trump Organization and Alpha Bank. Uh, yeah. Mook's testimony for the first time puts Clinton in the middle of the leak to the news media that ultimately blew up into in the com- campaign's face. The FBI quickly determined that. The purported connection between Russian bank and Trump organization was implausible. Michael Sussman's, uh, Elias' law partner, uh, brought claims to the FBI and has since been indicted by John Durham of the Justice Department on charges. He lied to the Bureau about his connections to the Clinton campaign. Right, because if you remember, he went and said that he was not working for anybody, that he was just doing this, uh, you know, what, out of the goodness of, of his heart, that he had found this info, mm-hmm. and that he was, you know, being a good American. What we found, but what the FBI found out is how they, you know how they found out he was connected to Clinton, Fro? No. He billed them for the time, he billed the Clinton campaign for the time that, when he went to the FBI. So, he charged them for the, <laughs> the meeting time. <laughs> and that's how they found out that he lied about it.
1: That's a... Uh, it's a good connection, day.
3: yeah. Mm. This account from Mook came on a fourth day of the trial of Sussman. Uh, right, after learning of the Alphabet allegations, the source of which Mook said was unknown to him, said his... Re- recollection is: We decided to give the re- uh, give it to reporters, so the reporter could pin it down more. He said the Clinton p- campaign itself did not have sufficient data or expertise to confirm the accuracy of the information. Uh, the Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta said Mook uh, told Clinton that the campaign wanted to share the alpha Bank information with the media, and that she agreed with that. One of the main pers- purposes was given that the d de- data to the media was so that the reporter could investigate it and try to confirm it. Okay. Hmm. Uh, on the day before the election, Slate published the lengthy story about the purported connections between Alpha Bank and Trump. Um, the FBI had been pursuing a wider investigation of the possible links. Uh, bef- you know, they were already looking into this, and then the Hillary Clinton campaign gave it to the gave it to reporters. That's what's being said. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a strange case, this thing. Uh, right. It says, while Mook's testimony clearly establishes the Clinton campaign's role in spreading the unsubstantiated allegations, Mook may help also bolster the defense of Sussman uh, as the general counsel of the FBI about the Alpha material and as n- not... Oh, it might have uh, made him the general counsel of the FBI and not of the Clinton campaign. Right, okay. So that they're saying this could be good for uh, su- the Sussman trial itself. So maybe the reason he revealed this in court is so that he could help out Sussman? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, do you think it will come that far that uh, uh, we will see some ramifications... From this, from the higher ups,
3: what we're—I mean—it's very clear that the Clinton campaign uh, worked with these lawyers to uh, and Sussman and this uh, other guy. What was it? I just said his name like five seconds ago, Uh, Elias, to spread this information to the FBI and to the uh, and to the media to try to get kind of an October surprise for the campaign to try to, this was done to try to hurt Trump, even though the FBI had already come back to them and said, uh, that this was, this was implausible were the words the FBI used, uh, the Clinton campaign still chose to put this out as though it was true to try to hurt Trump. Right.
2: Well, do you want to hear some uh, more uh, sad st- st- statistic? you know what kills most children right now? Uh, it isn't cars. It's school shootings. This is number 27. Just this year, 19 children, two killed in Texas. Elementary school shooting.
3: Right. This oh. is a rapidly changing story, but... Uh, because it just happened yesterday. And with these kind of things, the investigation has to fully happen before we have all the details. So a lot of it's still up in the air. Um, I mean, even it. If this is from the governor of Texas, it's believed he abandoned his vehicle, then entered the, the elementary school. Uh, he may have also, he may have also had a rifle. So it's like, it could have been this, it could have been that the, police have to do their own investigations, but Mm. at least 19 children and two teachers were killed at a Texas elementary school on Tuesday. Uh, The suspected shooter might have had a handgun and a rifle. The reason we think he could have had a handgun and a rifle is that on social media, he had taken a picture that said, I just bought these two guns, and it was a handgun and a rifle. So um, That's not coming from the police, obviously. Uh, he was also, he was killed by law enforcement, the shooter, Mm -hmm. uh, Texas Department of Public Safety said later that 19 children and two teachers were killed. Uh, also his grandmother was shot. What were, it was reported yesterday that she was dead. Well, now I'm hearing Mm. that she's in critical condition in the hospital. That's why we can't go Mm. too far into the details of this stuff. Cause we're in the murky water still, whether, some things are true, some things are not true, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's another terrible shooting in America. This is just even worse because it's such young children. It's, you know, they're so innocent. They, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no justification for shooting a child that has not, you know... They uh, d- d- did nothing wrong, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And that is what is so incredibly sad. I mean, I don't know uh, what to say. It's just, it's just sad.
3: Right, and we have no because it's so early. We have no indication of any kind of motivation. Um, the man died, so he didn't. He's not going to be able to tell us his motivation. So we're going to have to see if there's some kind of note. Left behind, or you know, another manifesto like we talked about last week with the other shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, another option, I guess, could be that his—I'm not sure how critical of condition his grandmother is in, but if she, uh, you know, is revived to the point where she can uh, give the give p- police an idea, maybe of what 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 happened, but maybe she doesn't even have an idea, you know, it could have just blindsided her as well. So, um, yeah, this is all, like I said, we don't have enough information to really go any further than that. You know, um, anything else could change in the next 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could add to the dead just cause some are injured obviously and could die in mm-hmm. the hospital Think, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are going to change here. I think, I mean, what's the, we, we covered a lot about American gun violence last week. I mean, what did we miss, I guess? Uh, the amount of guns in America, right? Yeah, there's a lot of guns in America. I mean, that's the biggest uh, difference between a lot of other places, just the accessibility mm-hmm. to guns. Um, not that, I mean, we don't have any motivation of why this guy did it, but if he didn't have guns, even if he did it, he would have killed less people. Right? Mm -hmm. So right there, that's, you know... um, But what I'm to understand is to buy... This man was 18 years old. Like, he had just turned 18, and he went out and bought some guns. And that's the legal age to buy guns. Not only that, he passed a background check to buy guns. Um, So a lot of people are calling for more background checks. Tougher background checks. Um... This person pa- passed a background check. So I don't know 100% how... I mean, it'll help to have tougher background checks, but it in this case, because he did pass one, um, I mean, gun can... I think gun... There's a lot of things we can do to stem gun sales and things like that, but the sheer amount mm. of guns in America right now, uh, we would have to do Plus something gun lobby
2: in America is so incredibly strong. I mean, if it wasn't for the gun lobby in America, we would have structured gun laws.
3: I mean, they're powerful the because NRA. they're backed by voters also. It's not just because right. of the organization oh, yeah, yeah. No, itself no. that makes them powerful. Yeah. Even though they are a powerful organization because they've been around for so long, um, it's the people who support them. And obviously... Right now, if you're looking to pass anything through, like the Supreme Court, if you're thinking, "Oh, we need to get some gun laws and pa- get them passed in the Supreme Court so they can, you know, be enacted into yeah. the Constitution yeah, no, or something," no like, no yeah, chance. this is not the Supreme Court to yeah. do that, obviously, because they don't even want abortion. Nope. So, um, something needs, like, there's the other obvious uh, point here is that yes, there is a. Large amount of access to guns, but there's some, there is also something going on in America with like a societal, uh, a, a society on the like on the decline, a society in 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 rubble, you know, that's just falling apart right. to the point where people feel like or are going out and doing these things, right? Yeah, not right. that. Well, not that we know any motivation, but there's definitely something societal happening. Also, whatever there was that a commentator,
2: is, yeah, the worst commentator that said that. Uh, I find it strange that Republicans that are so against abortion do- doesn't care about the kids after they have been born by not having stricter gun laws, and
3: there's something uh, right about that. There's so many guns in America, though, that, like, let's say we outlawed assault rifles, which we already did technically with the Brady Bill. Like, assault rifles have been illegal in America for years. Um, Let's say we did more strict gun laws. There's still guns, like, in circulation. There's so many guns in circulation Mm. that it would take 40, 50, 60 years you know, depending on the quality of the gun, for all those guns to break, unless we did some kind of <coughs> gun buyback, like Australia did many years ago, um, mm. where they actually f- any gun that was deemed illegal, you had to sell it back to the government. Um, mm. Otherwise, you could be charged. Like that's not going to happen in America. No. Be- mostly because of the gun lobby, like you were just talking about, it is yeah. because it's so powerful, but also because, um. The to to hold gun is very high. Right, America, the second right. amendment obviously, yeah. but i if you, this is argu- arguable, but the second amendment doesn't specifically say uh you know, when they were writing the second amendment, they were talking about muskets, you know what i'm saying? They didn't right. have <laughs> yeah, yeah. AR15s and shit. Yeah. There was no, machine, yeah, there wasn't no a, machine guns back then. There wasn't a Desert Eagle 45 like available right. to those guys. So, um yeah, I mean, it's it's in up to interpretation, and the people to interpret that, like I said, are the Supreme Court, so that's not really an option for us in this situation as, like, people who would like somewhat stronger... I'm for gun rights, but I'm also for stronger gun laws. So, I, I yeah, I think there uh, needs to be tougher background checks. I think there needs to be training, uh, training course requirements to purchase a gun, though, also. Which is not the case now. Um, agree. So, yeah, I I, th- I think there's things that can be done, but I also think that just gun laws are not the only solution that we need to look at here. We need to f- figure out what the societal reason for driving people to these uh, lengths are. Because mm-hmm. they're not just one reason, obviously. Right. Let's move on. Uh...
2: Biden said he would be willing to use force to defend Taiwan against China. I listened to this. He was asked, like,
3: if he, if China attacks. Uh, uh, oh, well, I've Taiwan. got it right. I've got the the quote right here. If you want me to, okay. Uh, sure. rep- reporter said Monday. Uh, uh, was he willing to get involved and militarily defend Taiwan? And Biden said yes. That was what mm-hmm. happened. Right. Okay. Go ahead. That, that's simple. And yeah, what did no, you uh, think when you saw it? I was impressed.
2: Okay, I was Im- impressed that he said yes that quickly.
3: Uh, of course, I thought you would be a little more scared. Of course, the day after he walked it back, saying that it was a mistake. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because Joe Biden is the ultimate sh- gaff master and can never do yeah. anything without, like, walking it back. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> can't even walk backwards without walking it back. Peep um. <laughs> peep. beep. beep, beep. Uh, but Joe Biden insisted Tuesday that the U.S. hasn't changed its strategic policy on t- Taiwan a day after he angered Beijing when he said the administration would be willing to use military to force <laughs> force to defend the island. Uh, this is uh, uh, when he met with leaders from Japan, India, and Australia uh, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. The U.S. president started many. Uh, startled many delegates when he suggested Monday that the U.S. could deploy American troops uh, on the island should China invade. Um, The remarks came as a surprise departure from decades of U.S. policy that has warned China against use of force in Taiwan, but has remained vague about the extent at which uh, the U.S. would defend the island. I think it came surprisingly to
2: Biden that he uh, <laughs> this question. That's what I really think happened.
3: You think he made a mistake? Or, like, he didn't hear yes. it right? Or, okay. Yes. I think he felt. I, my guess is he's like, oh, this is what people want to hear. And he said it and then didn't realize that, like, people don't want. Like, because in theory, defending Taiwan sounds good on paper, right? But you're not thinking sure. about the connotations of going to war with China, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the idea of defending Taiwan against China is a good idea, but once you put military troops in Taiwan, then you're in a war with China, which I -hmm. don't think that's what he was thinking about. But maybe he made a mistake. Maybe you're right. I... I I really hope you get
2: another candidate
3: for <laughs> next, next presidential election look his, his, his approval ratings are like election. the worst right now um what i think it was like in the 30 in the 30% range approval rating i want to say uh you that see doesn't... yeah i'm finding it reuters pub biden's public approval rating falls below 36% um which is really bad. <laughs> that don't depress me much. Uh, 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 oh. Uh. Yeah, people are not happy with him, so I would not be surprised. I mean, they there's already talks of a different candidate. I guess we we'll just see. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know who they would put in there, but not a lot of people I'm interested in. Hopefully, nobody with monkeypox. Right. Right. Yeah, because. Well, I don't know what would happen, but they would have monkeypox. <laughs> I don't. Know. Maybe they would jump around from tree to tree. Is that what happens? I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. collecting bananas and such. I don't know how that would hinder you as a politician, though. As long as you can still make like decisions, I'm okay with that. If you're going around collecting yeah. bananas. <laughs> Fighting like giant birds who shoot coconuts at you? <laughs> oh wait, that's Donkey Kong country, right. <laughs> Why was he collecting bananas in the first place? I don't know. I guess the, that's such a good question. The the bad guys just took every banana. Like there weren't any mm. other bananas left on the island, I suppose. Alright, monkeypox. A leading advisor of the World (laughs) Health Organization described an unprecedented outbreak of a rare disease monkeypox uh, has in developing countries as a random event uh, that may be explained by a risky sexual behavior at two recent mass rave events in Europe. Uh, This is from... Okay, okay. We need to
2: stop there. What is risky sex event? What does that mean?
3: I don't know. Having sex in the bathroom, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, they're saying it happened at a rave, so you got to think like. I guess number one, yeah, what's, you're what's having sex. Okay, no, no protection. Getting That's ca- just insane. no protection. Getting caught, right? Like in a public place. And number three, I guess, might be a stranger <laughs> that you just met at the rave. You know, you don't even know this person. That's a possibility, I Probably. guess. Yeah, that Ho- sounds Hopefully, dangerous. and I are not talking about the thing that we're going to find out about in a second, but uh, in an interview with David Hyman, he, uh, former head of WHO's emergency department, said the leading explanation that spread the disease was sexual transmission among gay and bisexual men at two raves in Spain and Belgium. So hopefully okay. we're not getting uh, another AIDS thing from, like, the 80s where everybody blamed gay men for AIDS. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's what I have a really bad feeling about. That's what we need,
2: another AIDS pandemic uh, hysteria.
3: Right. Um, Monkeypox has not previously triggered widespread outbreaks um, beyond Africa. We know monkeypox can be spread where there is close contact with lesions or with somebody who is infected. It looks like sexual contact has now amplified the transmission of the disease. Uh, that's, that marks a significant. What, what, sorry,
2: what? What? What
3: the fuck does that mean? Amplified. It, it's 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 like getting it more up in the air, or what? No, amplified means uh, fa- like a faster transmission rate. I think. Oh. Okay. Where like before you had to touch somebody who had like a gross disease, like cut on get them. Get it. Get it. Now you mm. can just have sex with random people. Yeah. Uh, that marks a significant depart- departure from the disease's typical. Sp- pattern of spread uh, where people mainly get infected by animals like wild rodents and primates. Okay, that's why. Okay. And that's why it's called Mm -hmm. monkeypox, obviously, also. Uh, Right, the four confirmed cases in Germany have been linked to exposure at party events, including Grand Canary in Berlin where sexual activity took place. This seems like a really far-fetched guess, but... Mm -hmm. And a little bit homophobic, possibly. I don't know anything about I don't know anything about this doctor, but um, it sounds like he's never been to a rave. Possibly also. (sighs) Last time I
2: was in a rave, I I had been, uh, so I had tickets for ATV. Till I come, do you remember that uh, song?
3: Yeah, what's his name? Uh, it, what's the because it, it stands for bum Astral ta- Tannum Bomber or something like that? Is something like right? That. And I had uh,
2: been to um, an amusement park the all day before, and my back was hurting so fucking much. Oh, so uh,
3: I didn't dance that much. It was nice. Yeah, I like I like trance. I like ATB, or I did back in the day. I don't know if he's still around. Um, I had sex at a rave one time, me and my girlfriend, we, I don't remember where, we just kind of like found a spot back in the, like, kind of in the corner in like an area where nobody would see us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess it's, it's something that happens, but I've been to a lot of raves in my day and I didn't see a whole lot of people just out and about having sex, like orgies or anything. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just have a feeling that this doctor, when he pictures a rave, it's just like a massive orgy, like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he... I think he's picturing a rave differently than what it actually is, maybe is my point, and kind of conflating it. But maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Yeah, maybe maybe we're... uh, Once again,
2: are just two old men that hasn't been in a rave lately?
3: Uh, I haven't been to a rave in a... Nowadays, well, it depends on what kind of rave you go to, because now there's more corporate, like... Like, Coachella used to be, like, a kind of an indie event. It's definitely not an indie event anymore. Yeah, no. (laughs) That kind of thing, yeah.
2: That is definitely not indie anymore.
3: Uh, Elon Musk, uh, accused of uh, sexually assaulting a flight attendant, sexually harassing, I guess. Uh, an insider investigation published Thursday found that a flight attendant accused Musk of exposing his erect penis, touching her leg, and offering to give her a horse in exchange for sexual favors. A horse. I okay. mean, can I? Yeah, can I just say say if this is true,
2: it talks very very bad of the like uh, like the uh, 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 the trope that every girl wants a pony.
3: <laughs> well, what I'm going to understand is this woman actually was just into horses, but like even then, oh, okay. think about like, if she doesn't live like out in the country on like, you know, 10 acres of land, mm-hmm. giving somebody a horse that like, say they live in an apartment in downtown LA, what mm-hmm. the fuck are they going to do with a horse, bro? <laughs> you can't store a horse in your apartment. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, like, and then getting a horse that's, like, the cost of food, like, boarding, like, taking care of it. Like you're just giving them, like, a, a I mean, chore. I would, ju- I, I would just get a
2: horse to just say, go from neighbor to neighbor and say, hey, stop
3: horsing around. You just walk up to their door? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, documents and interviews procured by Insider indicate that she declined his proposition. Uh, What? Well, they didn't actually have an interview with the woman. They had an interview with her friend who uh, she had told about... her friend. Mm. What I understand is the woman is under an NDA that he made her sign a Mm. non-disclosure agreement. So the woman can't talk about it, but Insider talked to this other woman. Uh, Yeah, and... Very strangely, right before this was all released, Elon Musk put out mm. a thing on Twitter saying, "I'm a Republican now. If any, if any attacks against me happen, yeah, it's because I'm a Republican now." And then what? Like two days later, this comes out. Um, mm. Clearly, he knew I'm about sure it. Sure, it's not related. <laughs> well, I, I think somebody I heard point out like when people write an article like this, uh-huh. it's like just proper business, proper reporting to reach out to each person for comment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they would have reached out to Elon about this story. So he would have known the story was coming out due to that. So there's no, like, hiding behind the fact that he didn't know about it or something like that. Right, 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 right. All right. Well,
2: uh... Let's go to the Bronx Zoo in New York, where uh, they are going to decide if an elephant
3: is a person. Well, I can tell you right now, but, uh... Happy, by species, is an Asian elephant, but can she also be considered a person? That is a question for the New York's highest court on Wednesday, in a closely watched case over whether their basic human rights can be extended to an animal. Can you... Have we looked, because it says Wednesday, so have they done this trial yet? Maybe we should look. Can you look that up really quick, Fro? I will. Okay. The advocates for the Non-Human Rights Project say, Yes, Happy is an autonomous, cognitively complex elephant worthy of rights reserved in laws for a person. The Brock Sioux says no... Through an attorney at the zoo, Happy are, or argues that happy is neither illegally imprisoned nor a person but is a well-cared for elephant. <laughs> uh, happy has been at the Bronx Zoo for 45 years. The state Court of Appeals has argu- has heard arguments over the, over whether she should be released uh, as they they say that it she's be, she's under illegal confinement as a, as a person right So she's you know they put her in jail illegally I, I don't know I mean I, I understand what the <laughs> angle that they're going for is right but if I was going to start doing this I would start with like a chimpanzee or a monkey something more mm-hmm. related to humans not an elephant if that makes sense mm-hmm. but maybe they're just worried about the specific animal's health or something
2: Yeah. no I can uh, find an update to this
3: Okay, so maybe they're still in court. It's very possible they're still... The trial might still be happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about this? I don't think an uh,
2: uh, elephant is a person. Is it the little stage of me or to think that? I don't know.
3: Uh... No, I don't think so. I I am kind of against. I know I don't like zoos. When I go to zoos, no. I get really depressed because it's just like a bunch of animals being, um, being you know, put in cages. I guess you know some of the animals in certain zoos, they have to be there because they you know they came from they were never in the wild to begin with they would just get killed right so i understand that but it's just depressing to me to go to a- <laughs> it's just depressing yeah. um, so i can understand I why they would want this elephant to be released but at the same time if it's been there for 45 years it's kind of you know that's what it's used to yeah taking it out of that in- enclosure and everything would really be a shock to an elephant to any animal so yeah, and I I wonder if it's
2: it's it's worse for it now, to be like
3: forced to be outside, just just so than inside the. Well, zoo. I don't think you could release into the wild. That would just be. That would just be. Yeah, but where would negligent. you release him to? I think you would have to put him on in like a. What do they call those things? Uh, nature preserve. Those places where you, like people can drive around and like oh, yeah. you know that kind of thing.
2: That's true.
3: Which probably should be where most of these animals are to begin with. Uh, Yes. Not in zoos, but uh, yeah. Who are we? I think a lot of people say zoos are good because they educate people about animals and they let people know about like... Sure. uh, ...saving certain animals and, you know, teaching people about this and that, but... I think you could probably there's probably other it. ways to teach kids and stuff about animals <laughs> animals. Yeah, let's do it in three D. I mean kids know all about dinosaurs and it's not like we have dinos we don't have Jurassic Park lying around, so What? Are you saying Jurassic Park is not the documentary look? Well not in this uh, not in this universe, not in this dimension. But in some parallel dimension it is. <laughs> Um, Probably multiple parallel dimensions.
2: So, uh, Bush, you know, uh, one of the presidents. George Dubya. Dubya. The man that almost choked on the Pringle. Look it up.
3: It's true. Okay. And almost got hit by a shoe, if you remember that. <laughs> I do the time a guy sh- threw a shoe at him. <laughs> sh- shoe, a shoe at him. <laughs> I do remember that. That's my favorite Bush moment.
2: My favorite was when he lied about the Iraqian war. That was so funny.
3: Oh, then there was fool me once and never. And shame sh- on never, you. Shame on yeah. me. <laughs> then shame on fool me twice <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs>
2: was,
3: I guess he's got a bunch of really good ones. Oh. Uh, uh.
2: But yeah, he condemns uh, Putin's invasion of uh, Iraq.
3: Right. Uh, I I didn't know that they invited Iraq. Uh, Former President George Bush accidentally condemned Vladimir Putin's invasion of Iraq (laughs) before correcting himself, saying he was was talking about Ukraine. So we've got a video of it here. If you're ready, let me know. Why doesn't it come up? Oh, do we need to find another link? Hold on. Bush, oh, well, it says Bush made a gaffe during a speech in, oh, yeah. at an event in Dallas, Texas, where he was talking about the importance of fair elections. Right, so he's kind of equating, well, you'll hear, but he was saying, like, there aren't fair elections in um, Russia like there are in America, so. Uh. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, give me a countdown.
2: In three two one play the result is an absence of checks and balances in russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of
3: iraq and then he says i'm 75. <laughs> I'm sorry you made mistakes back when you were president. It's not because you're 75. <laughs> I think it's probably just ingrained in his brain to say invasion of Iraq cuz he said it so many times when he was president. You know what I'm saying? Like just that is in it's like uh burned into his brain when he says invasion of Iraq mm-hmm. just like comes out without even thinking because he said it so many times for like What, four years in a row, five years in a row? Mm. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, definitely. But then there's a, uh, if you listen closely, after he says, uh, I mean, Ukraine, he says, very under his breath, he says, well, Iraq also. Basically admitting that the invasion of Iraq was a brutal mistake. (laughs) Unjustified brutal Mm -hmm. invasion. Right. Um which I thought was interesting, whether he... I mean, he could have meant something else, but it sounded like what he was saying was Iraq also. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. What do they say? Fjord, Fordian slip, right?
2: Fro- Frodian slip. Frodian slip, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's named after me.
3: Are you a big uh, fan of NATO? Uh, I think NATO is kind of a it's kind of falling apart in in this day and age but people are trying to keep it together right do we need it uh in certain scenarios yeah uh, in other scenarios it can it can hinder things yeah i have the exact same feeling i feel i feel like
2: nato maybe has played a little uh
3: out of its Needingness. I think uh, when people, well, even in this, when this Tron tells the truth, where he's mm. going to talk about we need NATO. I think uh, comparing n- this day and age to like NATO in for previous years, you are not one-to-one correlations necessarily. So,
0: hello, this is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. I'm going to take talk to you about a some unpopular thing. Yeah, for many, for the left. We have not been talking about how NATO is bad, how Russia is good, and how, yeah. It's a little hypocritical what Biden does when he criticizes Russia, when he bombed Iraq, he bombed Libya, and so on, and so on. Yeah, I know the arguments. I know that NATO should have never done anything in Afghanistan. I know that NATO shouldn't have done anything in Iraq. They did. And it's wrong. But then we come to another question. Do you still want to be a member of NATO for Norway? And I say yes. Even if we are allies with Turkey. It's very reasonable that we are a country with 5 million people. And sometimes countries who are small are usually countries of interest for different fractions or big countries around them. We can never stand alone. And it's very easy to be optimistic and idealistic when you're on the left in the United States, but we know one thing. All the people on the left who think we are hypocritical, they don't know a fucking shit, because they're on the top of the ladder. They are the no people, people living in the most influenced country in the modern world, United States. So, if they think they criticize us, I don't really care. And for another thing, if they can come to power, it's not going to change anything. Every president in the United States, even the left or to the right or in the center and so fucking what, gonna do anything on the international scene to show that America is a mighty country. That we decide that we are putting things in order. So, what is the difference between that and Russia? A lot. America is more democratic. Russia is not. Russia tried to invade other countries in Europe. It's all bullshit saying among people on the left that like, Russia, Russia freed us during the World War II. We wouldn't win the World War II if it hadn't been for Russia. Well, that is somewhat true, but half of Europe was under Russian influence and they were under hard, communistic rule. They couldn't choose. Poland and Hungary tried to pull out, and they were invaded by Russian troops. Czechoslovakia tried to pull out and change direction, and they were also invaded by Russian troops. Didn't have no what to say. You happen to see that other Russia or Soviet Union, was called call them, were allies with Germany in 1939, until they were attacked in 1931. They killed a lot of people in Poland. They took a part of Finland. You can say that people maybe have changed, but we are in a situation now that they are invading Ukraine. A lot of people in said that would never happen. It happened. And they are also threatening countries, other countries. They are doing war the old time style. So, what do you do when you're a country with five million people? Well, you think in the same terms as now Finland and Sweden are. Sweden have been so-called neutral, and Finland had tried to stay neutral for as good as they can. But they are also threatened. It's not like that. No, you, you, A lot of people say, look, you have to give Russia understand their problems. You have to understand the way they're thinking. Yeah, we have. And they're thinking about invading us or controlling us. That is their fucking plan. And it's not like that that countries in Europe should ask permission for Russia for what they're gonna do or they get invaded. You will never accept that that happened in South America. You should not fucking accept that Russia doing this in Europe. We are, I know a lot of shitty countries, neighbors of NATO, I don't like Aragon in Turkey, anything. But, what is the choices? This is no choice between good and evil. Yeah, it is a choice for good and evil. But there are many grey areas there. So we have to choose what is best for our fucking country. And how to survive as a democratic nation. Nation. The only thing we can do that is to be a member of NATO and... Polish, Finland and Sweden, welcome to NATO. This was Tron, Tron tells the truth.
2: That was uh, Tron telling the truth about NATO. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, okay, let's start out with some TV. Love on the Spectrum look mm-hmm. is uh, United States. Uh, this is a reboot, or not a reboot, what do you call it?
3: Uh, it's not a spin-off Spin it, no because a spin-off is like when you take a care it's a, a new version i guess new version
0: yeah
2: american version uh, yeah the last one was from australia
3: if i don't remember a hundred and ten correct
0: i don't even um, remember
3: yeah i don't i don't think i ever really paid attention to what country it was from hmm yeah i don't I know I, I liked i like the original i i didn't watch this what do you think
2: uh, I
3: think it was as good as the original. Uh, really
2: interesting persons. Very nice to see autism uh, uh, handled uh, by people that actually care about the people, right. instead of exploiting them.
3: Well, I so, guess you could, yeah. arg- you could argue that, like, there is because they're making a TV show that's making money. They're exploiting in a, to a degree, but sure. I, I get th- from the first one, like. The most interest, like there was one guy who really made the show, and he was like the super mm-hmm. interesting outgoing character. Um, is there like a character in this that's yeah okay yes,
2: and she is amazing.
3: Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, that's really well. The characters are what make the show. You know, it's yeah. um kind of a reality show, like a lot of reality shows, right? But it's just the character, the interesting characters that make it interesting. Uh. Yeah. So that was the first thing
2: I saw. Here. Did you? Did you give it a score? Uh seven point five.
3: Uh I think last week or no two weeks ago I watched Bosch Legacy and I totally forgot to talk about it. Um it's a spin-off this is actually a spin-off of Bosch. Uh mm-hmm. this is on the original was on Prime Video. This is on Free V, which I guess is Amazon's free like uh free video thing that has commercials on it that anybody can kind of mm-hmm. access. Um, mm-hmm. It has all the original people in it, except this show, he has retired from being a police officer, uh, which this is just a cop cop drama. The original was a cop drama also. Um, but he's like a very smart detective. So original, right? Never mm-hmm. been done before. Never seen Sherlock Holmes <laughs> never read a Sherlock Holmes book in my life, um, you <laughs> know, but it's well acted, the acting's good uh, it, this one his daughter becomes a police officer and so she's kind of following in the footsteps of her father and now he's retired, but he's working kind of as a private investigator uh, working cold cases and stuff when he wants to, so in the show you kind mm. of have her um, doing one criminal case in with the police, and then he's always involved with a a private investigator case, but then he also kind of helps her out sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Where she'll get you know information from him, or she'll get information for him. Like they kind of exchange uh, info, I guess. Um, it's fine. It's nothing amazing. Like it's one of those shows that I could take it or leave it. So I'll give it a. I'll give it a three. Do not, and try not to spoil. Soda all over your place. You no, know, it was an empty. <laughs> it was an empty one. That was an empty can. Uh, I watched
2: Prehistoric Planet on Apple Plus. Uh, this is, uh, of course, uh, a documentary series uh, about dinosaurs from uh, John Favreau, of all people, uh, and it goes back like 66 million years uh, of majestic dinosaurs and amazing uh, things. It's very, very good CGI. Uh, one of the best CGI shows I've seen. Uh, yeah, I give this an 8. I love dinosaurs.
3: Okay, did you see the story about the Dragon of Death? I almost added it to our no. news round, actually. Uh they found a new dinosaur type in Argentina. Yes, Argentina. Called and they're calling it the Dragon of Death. It's a flying reptile. I think they said it was like thirty meters long. They said it was as big as a school, Holy moly. as big as a school bus. So like, yeah, the largest flying uh, reptile. Oh. I think. Wait, 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 let me put my Christian cap on.
2: I don't believe that. <laughs>
3: The, the, the earth is 3000 years old. Okay. Yeah. The, there we go. Yeah. The scientists plant planted the fossils. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Theory? yes. That's the that's, that's my favorite that. one. Yeah. That they bury the yeah. fossils so that they can just go dig them back up. <laughs> I guess that's the theory, right? I would assume.
2: <laughs> but yeah, you no know, prehistoric uh, planet. It's also uh, narrated by David Attenborough, so it's very good.
3: Okay. Um Let's talk about Angeline on Peacock. Peacock. Uh, this is a show about a... It's a mockumentary-style show about a woman who, is on, who gets famous for being on billboards, as far as I can tell from it. Um, right. This is a true story, by the way. Truce based on a true story
2: is a better based way to put it. Based on true story. Yes. It's
3: clearly trying to be um, like a comedy... Is that, what, is that what you got from it? Yeah, but it's not funny. I understand where the jokes are. I just didn't laugh at them. Is that... Mm. <laughs> I guess it's still not funny, yeah. but at least I could tell where the jokes were. Um, mm-hmm. It felt like... It also feels like the... You know the, We've even said this in the last few weeks. Mockumentary-style shows feel dated just because the concept has been overused at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um... So all the mockumentary stuff, it makes me go, I don't like this format, I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the acting's fine, but it feels overacted, and that's where kind of the funny is, that's where the joke is, is like, look at how over-the-top these people are. Um, Mm -hmm. But it comes off as overacting to me. Uh, So overall, I gave it a... uh, geez, I guess I have to give it like a four... Yeah, I was just going
2: to say I have to give it a four as well. The acting is very good, but that doesn't save this show at all. Uh the next thing I saw was Don't Forget the Lyrics on Fox. Okay. Because that is a new show. Isn't that- oh, wait, I was it, like it... Isn't
3: that an old show
1: you ask? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say how old is this? It's gotta be like 10 years old, right? At least, yeah. So this is the new new version of Don't
2: Forget the Lyrics look. Oh, there's a new version, okay. (laughs) There's a new new version. Yes, uh, with a nicey nash. You know a nicey nash? No, I don't. Me neither. Uh, (laughs) And uh, uh, yeah, if you've seen Don't Forget the Lyrics, it's Hopefully, the same thing. They have to uh, sing the lyrics when the s- music suddenly stops. And the words will disappear and then the
3: contestants will uh, have to sing the f- right lyrics. You cannot do that after, like, ha- they had that Stevo show where it was like, sing the lyrics, but you have to put your head in a box of spiders. Do you remember that show? <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> What was it called? I don't remember what I... I, karaoke? Shot karaoke? karaoke, Something like that. It was on MTV, I want to say. Um, It was very, very fun. Like, once you've gone to that level, you can't go back to just the music stops and you have to keep singing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is shit. Uh, I give it a three. (laughs) Okay. uh, We both watched Night Sky, right? Yeah. We definitely did. Um... With J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek, uh, mm-hmm. very good sci-fi show about some an older couple who, at some point in their life, we find out in the first episode that they found some type of what portal.
2: Yeah, I wish this was better than it is. Though I don't think it is amazing. Uh, I uh, I thought it was a little too slow
3: with the pacing is a little too slow. Well, I mean, yeah. They're de- yeah. like um they have to build it to because they they have to kind of draw it out because this, there's certain things that you need to like uh cliffhanger at the end of each episode, but sure. I personally the very first cliffhanger was already like I don't like where they're going with this. Um right. in the first episode cliffhanger, I was like I, I just it would have been more interesting if a person died i'm not gonna say who but if at the end of a, right. that episode if somebody specific had died i would have been like this mm-hmm. would have been way more interesting or not necessarily died maybe disappeared like just not been around yeah went went away yes. went away right i mean that's that would have a good would have i don't know i would have been like oh this is wow but when i got that at the end of it i was like oh this is one of those shows where they're just kind of like dragging it on it's kind of a lost mm. situation right yeah mm. you yeah, know and it's it's also
2: eight episodes long and it feels like it could be four uh
3: you think well i didn't i didn't find myself feeling drag it dragging on i i just kind of like i watched through it but mm. i was doing other things at the time i wasn't i was paying attention and everything but like uh, Not yeah. It, yeah, it was like I didn't feel like it. Uh, I was wasting my time while I was watching it or anything. So overall, okay. I, I don't know. I got to give it a seven point five. I thought the acting oh. was really good. I thought wow. the cinematography was good. It's just the storyline elements that I had a real problem with. I will give it a five point five. I can see that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah anything else is that I think that was it for me yeah me as well but we did see
2: voting the story <laughs> right uh
3: what ep- what episode was this episode five right five of killing it yeah uh it's called no episode six the hard place
2: yes stuck on election D- we, we thought it was episode five because it started episode five at your uh, and right, yeah, exactly. A, yeah. yeah,
3: uh, stuck on election day, Craig must choose between family and freedom while well, Jillian receives a letter, right?
2: <laughs> a letter,
3: yes, uh, yeah. This one's kind of a side track from like again, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like we've kind of lost the plot of killing snakes at this point in the show yeah. to a degree, yep. Um this one was much more about Craig getting his family back, which it feel like he mm-hmm. did, which is weird because that feels like an element of the show that should happen like at the end of the season. At the end, yeah, yeah. I also feel like that. Well, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I I don't know yet. I guess. I think it's a bad thing. Do you? I I, I think it's that a... they had it now. Yeah. Okay, because I feel like it could work out in the sense that, like, at least they're not doing the same old, same old linear storyline that we expected. At least it's not predictable, right? Okay. So there's that element of, like, okay, now what is going to happen at the end? Because that was something that I was assuming was going to happen in the last episode. It's already happened. Mm. So it makes me go, what is going to happen in the last episode, right? Um, Sure. So that makes me go, that is... it's a good thing in that way, maybe more than a bad thing. I don't know, though. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Mm, I don't know. Right. (laughs) I thought this episode wasn't as good, but I feel like we had a lot less action. Like, even in the last episode, where literally nothing happened with the snake thing, at least we Mm. had this crazy back and forth between her and the lady, like, uh, saying she's going to arrest her at any moment, and then there was, like, this... Ten, there were tense moments where in this one the only tense moments were between him and the guy trying to get him for the fire right because there's this dude that's uh insurance investigator is that what he said he was mhm mhm mm-hmm. and those moments weren't really tense because they always came off as comedic because that guy who played that character is so funny right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there was a really a lot of tension the comedy was ho-hum i don't know i'd give this episode a 6 i guess
2: yeah i i i was kind of disappointed in this so i will give it a 5.5 5.
3: it's still a good show it's still like oh, yeah, above yeah. average this just was a kind of middle of the road episode and literally middle of the series episode so not surprised really that's where you usually find this kind of episode so, uh, our uh, old and uh, best friend,
2: uh, Jen Psaki, has gotten some job now at uh, MNBC. MSNBC.
3: MSNBC, uh, right? Uh, right. We had talked about that they were that she was being courted by a bunch of different places, and that MSNBC. It looked like that they had won kind of the battle. It's saying that she's going to get a an online show of some type. So, like, a streaming... Probably on Peacock? A Peacock show, is my guess? Does that make sense? Can't, can't wait to not see that. Right, nobody's gonna watch it, obviously, but uh, then if... I'm <laughs> guessing if they, like... If they feel like she... Uh, is good... Or she's a, a TV host worthy of going on their regular channel, she probably will. Uh, from what I am understand, they just want her because... She's very well-liked by the demographic of people who watch MSNBC, right? Good for them, I guess. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's uh another spokesperson from the Biden administration going to MSNBC because it, Simone Sanders, who was the chief spokesperson for Kamala Harris, also just got a—or recently got a job at MSNBC, so— Right. You know, I, there's a way to say, you know, MSNBC is a just propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. I don't think that's stretching it when you have. How dare you? When you have literally the spokespeople for the president and the vice president working there. Yeah. How dare you say that? <laughs> I'm not saying it as a neg- bad thing. I'm just saying that's the reality. <laughs> that's the reality of the situation.
2: Right. How dare you insinuate? that when you're 110% correct.
3: Right, yeah. Uh, Dr. Oz is running for, (laughs) what, Pennsylvania Senate? Why would you ever vote for this guy? He's a well-known name, you know. That's the thing he's got going for him, is everybody knows Dr. Oz. Uh, Do you? Well, I mean, when you look... If you're somebody who's totally uninformed... And you're just looking at the ballot that's just got names on it, you haven't done any research into their politics or anything like that, and you're, you just see Dr. Oz, you're like, oh, I like Dr. Oz, right? Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Uh, so name recognition, l- in that way, him. name recognition does, like, it's some of the reason why Trump won, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. But he's against marijuana, um, but he says the reason uh, he... Against? Yeah, he's against fe- uh, federally, I guess, I think is what he was talking about, legalizing marijuana. Oh, okay. He warned that on Thursday, doing so could hinder people from getting their mojo back at work. He's saying that <laughs> people, if they smoke weed... Uh, <laughs> they won't want to go, he said, we need to get Pennsylvanians back to work, you gotta give them their mojo, and I don't want marijuana to hinder, uh, to be a hindrance to that. So, he thinks that you, people who smoke weed don't work, I guess? Okay. You know, that Snoop Dogg, he's never in every commercial life worked one minute in his life now. Right. He's such a lazy guy, that Snoop Dogg. Oh. Never does He's not anything. on, like, every reality show, every commercial, <laughs> every other commercial on TV. He doesn't, like, put out music and uh, also stream on Twitch. Yeah, lazy dude, that Snoop Dogg. Oh, never does anything.
2: Uh,
3: but tell me about uh, Ted Chrisley. Yeah, you remember the show Chrisley Knows Best? I watched that show. I do remember. For maybe yes. the first couple seasons. It was one of those shows I watched, number one, because it was right after... Raw, WWE Raw, uh, I think that's one of the, but then you, I got sucked in because they're just such terrible people, right? Yeah, that's why why I still watch Keeping Up With The the Kardashians. Right, uh, or whatever it's called now, uh, but Todd Chrisley was drowning in debt even while he traveled from Atlanta to Los Angeles to get his hair colored and curled, uh, they filed for bankruptcy a while ago. They're now being sued uh, for bank fraud uh, by the FBI. Uh, they're, it looks like they're going down that they were spending so... Like, they were making a lot of money, but they were spending so much money, uh, way more than they were making. Um, but they also put in, like, fake loan applications with, you know, fake uh, numbers on them. About their mm-hmm. business to take money uh as loans and the and that whole thing fell apart recently, so yeah, they're probably going to jail is my guess, maybe Ooh. not white cool. collar criminals very rarely go to jail, so they buy themselves out, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've got all all this stolen money to do that with, right yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I guess it just proves the point that, like, watching that show, for them being horrible people, uh, if you did, you were correct, right? But they weren't terrible people, were they? Yeah, this whole time... the, the uh, Did you watch wow. the Chrisley show? The whole thing was, like, about <laughs> how extravagant their life was and how he had to keep everything purpose, perfect and meticulous, and every their house had to be this magnificent, giant mansion... Uh and they were always very show offy about their wealth. Well, mm-hmm. when you're show offy about your wealth that you stole, that's a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Uh
3: so what has uh, Mars said? Did you not Bill hear Ma- this Bill Mar thing? No. Oh my god. I can't even really go into uh, how crazy it is, but he's talking about transgender people, uh, in, in like, a segment he did. Um, I guess I'll just read a little part of it. If this spike in transgender, trans children is all natural, then why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is just creating them. It's like the day we suddenly all need needed bottled water all the time, if we can admit that in certain enclaves there is some level of trendiness to the idea of being anything other than straight, then this is not a serious science-based discussion. Um, well, okay. So what he's bringing up is the idea of kids being pushed into being trans by people around them, their friends, their family, because right now he says it's trendy to be transgender. Oh. Okay. What do you think about that? Mm, no. <laughs> Remind you, this is coming from Bill Maher on HBO. He's not like a crazy right-wing nut job or anything like that.
2: <laughs> That's weird to say? Bill
3: Maher, you shouldn't say things like that? He says, if you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal upper-come Angelinos, it's not uncommon to hear parents who each have trans kids... Having a conversation about that, what are the odds of that happening in Youngtowns, Ohio? Okay. I don't know. It's weird to just hear it coming from Bill Maher, I guess. But there's been a lot of people saying this lately, like pushing mm-hmm. back against trans... Uh, uh, what is it? Surgery for children or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a conversation that's happening right now in America. I don't think I don't think uh, people should
2: uh, be afraid of taking the surgery. That's my per- personal.
3: I guess the point opinion. that these people are making is that children are still like, fl- like they're you know fluid on their life. Like kids are still trying to decide what they want to do with this and that, and how they want to be as a person, and like kids change their mind about things a lot like what you want to be for when you grow up, like how you like your, you know, your outlook on life, like, and these people are saying that's the same with being transgender. Um, which I don't think is necessarily the case because in most cases, people n- just know if they're transgender or not. It's, you know, when you're, when you be- mm-hmm. when you realize or whatever, what, ha- whatever happens, cause I'm not gay. I don't know. Uh, you know you're gay. Like it's not a, it's not a thing that you decide over time, right? You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's misinterpreting that whole thing about it. But this is some, coming from liberal, the liberal side of things. So it's it's something that needs to be talked about for sure. Mm. Hey, if you go to
2: audibletrial.com/adc, uh, that's audibletrial.com/adc. You can get a free book and a free trial to award. Well, You get the 30 day membership. After that 30 day, if you want to cancel, you can do that and keep the book. But I think you will uh, enjoy the book and other audio <laughs> content. <laughs> Isn't that what you play? You usually say? Other, other
3: types of media, I think, is what I said, like other once or twice. <laughs> types of media. Yeah. All right, movies. I saw. The Lost City. Uh with Brad mm-hmm. Pitt and what's her name? Why can I not ever remember her name? The lady from Speed. Um was it Brad Pitt? Yeah, Brad Pitt's in this. And then Channing Tatum's also in it. They're all in this. Yeah, and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, there you go. I could not remember her name all week. I even I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Lost City to somebody, and I could not remember her name then either. Uh, and also yeah. the guy from Harry Potter. Oh yeah, he's yeah. D- Daniel Radcliffe plays kind of the bad guy in this. Um, it's a bad it, movie. It's a you know blockbuster thing. It's about a woman who is a uh, romance novelist, and she writes about like adventures of this one guy, and she wrote in a book about some ancient. Uh, land in uh, South America where there's like treasure and it apparently is a, based on a true story or a true event, a true something and so this evil uh, millionaire wants to wants to use her to find this treasure kind of a basic <laughs> silly story It's the comedy is not that funny the comedy is kind of like oh, look, he's got leeches on his butt kind of comedy, so if you like, you know... Oh. Right, That's so funny, leeches on his butt, like... Oh. He had one leech on his arm, but then he pulled his pants down, and there's like 20 of them on his butt. Which, I, you know, it's funny <laughs> if you're like 14. Um, mm. but, but it's just weird because, you know, this movie is not for 14-year-olds. It's got Sandra Bullock right. and Brad Pitt, who 14-year-olds don't even know who those people are, right? So... Um, mm. In that sense, I don't know who this is really for. Overall, it's kind of fun, but really stupid. I gotta give it like a 3.5. Hey, look, we forgot a TV show. We forgot a TV show? Okay.
2: Yeah, we saw a G for government together.
3: Oh, that's right, the G word. How did we forget that? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Should we talk a little about it now, then? Might as well, I
2: suppose. Yeah, because uh, we saw the G word, it was called in Norway. What was it called in America
3: again? Yeah, the G word, but you said the G for government, but yeah, it was... Yeah, G for government. This was was created by the Obama, what, uh, production company on Netflix, so it was all about governmental agencies and what they do for the Mm -hmm. American people. It was very pro-American government, obviously. Um, but at the same time, they nope. kind of showed some of the, like, downfalls of certain programs, yeah. but they did it in a way where it was like, these are the downfalls and, what well, the things we need to fix, right? They did like, they didn't, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're not going to go into, because we only, I only watched two episodes, but... They wouldn't they're not going to go into things that are like totally unfixable. They're not going to go into like right. We need to get off, completely on off of fossil fuels. They might like say we need to uh we need to move over to some kind of better energy, but they're not going to be like we need to completely get rid of this or that, right? Um, cuz they're trying to maintain some kind of like middle middle ground. Uh the show itself, I didn't think was that funny. I don't know about what it would be, you. No, it
2: wasn't that funny, but it was very interesting. And that's kind of what, uh, for me, that doesn't know a lot about, like, American government. It was probably more interesting than you that lives in the middle of it.
3: I mean, while we were watching it, I even was like... They would say one thing, and I would be like, oh, well, that's because of this, 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 and this. And then the next segment of the show would be that. And so it's like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense, why it would be less interesting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fine. I I gave it a 4.5. I think they needed... 5.5,
2: yeah. They
3: needed to stick more to, like, the other Adam stuff that's more kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's more... Uh the content is a little more dry humor, where this was trying to be more educational. I think they should have Mm -hmm. stuck more to the dry humor, and it would have been a better show. I don't know about you. I agree. Yeah. Uh,
2: A movie I saw uh, was Jackass 4.5.
3: Okay, yeah, I saw this was out. I didn't watch it just because I assumed it was the same thing. It, It says it's got added bonus content or something. Oh, it's just bonus content. It's nothing of the old... Oh, I thought I was going to have to watch the whole movie again just for, like, no. one or two scenes. You know how they do that with, like... No. Okay. So it's there's not uh, a jam band at the cantina, is what you're saying? No. Okay. They talk about some of the things that they did, but uh, it's... So it's, it's got nothing. behind-the-scenes okay. stuff and, like right uh bloopers and things like that is that what it is right and then unseen unseen gags maybe yeah okay yeah yeah oh i need to watch this then i'm gonna write it down for next week maybe they should have maybe they should have promoted it better that way because i think a lot of people probably (laughs) are thinking the same thing i'm thinking right right yeah um hmm, okay uh, the only other movie I saw was Ambulance, which was one of the movies, that was on my list of things to see at the beginning of the year. hmm Uh, I was not impressed with it. Um, it's, <laughs> I felt like there were certain parts where I was like, oh, I'm really getting into this, I'm really enjoying it, and then there were parts that felt like they added it after they shot the whole movie. Can you, does that make mm. sense? Like, it, I felt like it was re-edited somehow where like, they shot the whole movie, and then they were like, well, we need to add this in, and this in, and this in. And so afterwards, they or maybe certain parts were shot in a certain order, and then they, when they re-edited it, they moved it to a different spot, where the, it totally messed with the flow of the film, if that makes sense. The flow of the editing, the flow of the storyline. There were certain parts where you just get this all of a sudden background character information on a in, in, totally insignificant character to the actual plot of the film. But all of a sudden you get this mm. weird backstory part where you're like, not necessary and totally throws me out of the like ride that I was on the journey I was taking, you know, um, that was the biggest problem I had with it was the editing. Some of the acting's not great. Uh, you know, it's a Michael Bay shoot 'em up explosion movie. Overall, I didn't give this a score. She, sheesh. What should I... Uh, I've got to give it a four. Ooh, that's not much. Yeah, it's the editing was the real bad part. I felt like, like I said, it felt like they re-edited a movie that could have been good and then got lost in the editing room. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, the last uh,
2: movie I saw was a stand-up. It was a Ricky uh super nature, yeah, super nature that has a lot of people pissed already. Really? Especially trans uh, trans people. Uh, he, uh, he talks a lot about trans people. What is it with comedians and trans people?
3: I uh, does he reference Chappelle in this at all? Uh, yes. Okay. So, so, does he bring it up in the sense of, like, this happened to Chappelle, so I'm going to talk about it? Uh, that, and he also makes jokes. About what? Trans trans pe- Yeah, trans, trans people. people. I mean, I guess I'd have to see it to see how the jokes come off, but you would think, after everything that's happened with Chappelle, people would know to just avoid that kind of comedy, right? Yeah, mm, I, I, don't, I don't understand I mean he's always been a shocking comedian who went you know he takes things to the next level you know in like most comedy stuff he does whether it's to be really awkward in certain ones or like some of the Mm -hmm. stuff that he the TV shows he did after his wife died that were about death Mm. and stuff like really pushing the boundaries on stuff like that this is something that I would say probably not a great idea to push boundaries on though I agree did you hear John? Mul- you know who John Mulaney is, right? Also, yeah, stand- yeah. yeah, he got also is in trouble for a Dave Chappelle related uh, incident. He really he let Dave Chappelle open for him at a show, okay. uh, and people were very mad. Apparently, people said they were in the crowd and they didn't feel comfortable seeing somebody that they thought was a transphobe. Uh, Performing for them, even though because I guess he wasn't like on the ticket, you know, he wasn't billed to be there, he just Mm -hmm. showed up. So they felt like they were thrown off guard by all of a sudden being in in, having this guy in front of them. Um, and then obviously, people are mad at John Mullaney for allowing him to be the opener. I don't know, it's a whole thing. Mm. There's a whole like it goes back to like the Bill Maher thing, it's a whole discussion right now in America about transgender. Genderism mm. and everything—it's very. There's. It's a huge discussion that's happening right now. I am very curious, Luke, uh, about men.
2: I have heard it is uh, a very good trailer. I have not seen it because you said it is a very cool trailer, so I can't wait to see it for the
3: first time. Actually. Okay. Well, we'll see if it's a good movie. Men. A twenty-four.
2: Mm. Still haven't given a bad movie. I'm not sure that's true, but... A24 is usually good movies.
3: Yeah, they have a good track record. This is a different trailer than the one I've seen. I actually have not seen this trailer, I don't think. Yeah, I haven't seen this. So, that's interesting. Mm. See if this is as good as the other trailer. I've seen that creepy face somewhere before. In another movie or something. Alex Garland. I love Alex Garland. You hated Ex Machina though? Yep. I'm not well, I wouldn't say I
2: hated it. I Surely, in-
3: did not enjoy expecting. Well, comparatively to the the m- most people's sentiment, you definitely liked it less. I yes. guess. Yes. Yeah. This is a way more slow-paced trailer. The other trailer is like, boom, 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 like hitting you with all this stuff really, really fast.
2: Hmm. Kind of want to see that now because that looked boring as shit.
3: Well, maybe uh, that's because most people, at least on the Facebook, did not recommend this movie.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie
3: all about? In the aftermath of personal tragedy, her Harper retreats to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, some someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her, what begins to simmer dread. What begins as simmering dread, sorry, soon becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. Uh, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 46% of Google users liked it. So the Google users, uh, not happy with it. No. So you, it's very rare to see a below fifty Google, uh, Google it user is. rating. Very, yeah.
2: Jason Bowley gave it five stars though and said, "I'm still stunned uh, from what I watched. Not since Hereditary. Oh, love that movie! Has mm-hmm. the movie hit me with such raw emotions and powerful gut punch? Man, was insane, atrocious, bizarre, shocking, and the one." Uh, of the most disturbing films in the recent memory, Jesse buck Buckley and Rory King Care was phenomenal. Alex Garland has set a high bar, in my
3: opinion. Well, I'll tell you right now, there isn't a single positive review anywhere on the Facebook page. Uh, Nate Adams wow. doesn't recommend. his <laughs> first movie I walked. Out since Batman and Robin. I love Alex Garland's, <laughs> and that was what ninety eight or something or Ninety eight, yeah. Ninety eight, like ninety nine. I love Alex Garland's previous two movie, uh, oh X Machina and Annihilation. Ter- this is terribly so. No discernible plot and no tension building. Kimberly Leslie also doesn't recommend. And says. It's the most ridiculous movie I've ever seen in my life. It's not scary. Nothing about it is scary. My friend and I both looked at each other at the end like, what the fuck was that? Don't waste your time and money on this movie. Seriously, wait till it's on cable. Uh, It'll be there by next week, is what she says. (laughs) Do you have any more good ones or any negative ones, I guess? Sure. I'm being very negative. Uh,
2: Dre Gopher also gave it five stars. Uh, going to keep uh, this as simple as possible Alex Garland gives and delivers such a beautiful yet disturbing movie with solid captive uh, performance by Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear From the start to finish Men uh, 2022 will keep you hooked and wanting more f- as the movie progressive further. It's definitely intriguing but uh, a little too much to take in if you're looking for something just uh, as bold as this movie, I would recommend seeing
3: it. Brent Cross doesn't recommend, again, not the best, but women are probably better. Uh, See what he did there? So hilarious. the women are, funny. The women are smarter. I heard that in a song once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh wait, there is one. There is one person that recommends this movie on on Facebook. Alban QC says, "Now I believe that believe in herbal cream in penis size growth. It helped me when I got to know about the doctor. I was so surprised about natural herbs. Okay, mm-hmm, cool. and then he gives some links if I'll you want that. some penis pills. So." Good for you. Uh, also coming out, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Digger, <laughs> Facebook.
2: Uh, Digger uh, is a narrative movie. I have never seen that as a thing before. Uh, it has 7.4 out of 10 and 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, it says. When Johnny visits his father, Nikitas, in his cabin in the woods after 20 years, the hermit ignores him. However, they soon mo- work together to prevent uh, prevent the muddy ground from being pulled out from under their feet for re- uh, reasoning of profit. Hmm. Cool.
3: It doesn't it really did. describe a whole lot about what it's about, but... Okay. And also narrate. Have you ever heard of that before? Narrative? As a genre? Yeah. I mean, narrative is just like a story. That's all that means. Right. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it might mean no uh, no uh, speaking. Like there's no... They don't talk in it? Maybe that's mm. what it means. Um, in 1970... Oh, hold Your Fire. In 1973, the NYPD comes... Corners, four young African-Americans who plan to steal guns for the purpose of self-defense. Visionary police psychologist Har- Harvey Schlosschenberg convinces his superiors to allow him to negotiate to save 12 hostages. Uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.2 out of 10 on be 82% on Metacritic. Um, directed by Stefan Forbes. Mhm. Mhm. And now the movie
2: that uh, Luke's wants to see the most in the entire universe. Super I mean He can't stop talking about this. That's th- this is all he talks about all yep. the time.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that
2: happy a new era. Uh, the Crawley family goes uh, on a grand journey to the south of France to uncover the mystery of the uh, Dowager continent's newly inherited villa. Uh, it has seven point seven out of ten on IMDb, eighty five on Rotten
3: Tomatoes, and sixty three percent on Metacritics. It Just sounds so majestic, and <laughs> as a, as a film. <laughs> Well, here's the film that you really are super excited to see, Fro, because you love this guy, Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, I love 2000 him. 2000 Mules is a 2020 American political film by Dinesh D'Souza that falsely claims that Democrat-aligned mules were paid to an unnamed non-profit organization to illegally collect and deposit ballot ballots to drop in boxes in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, oh, and Wisconsin. So it's an... it's the best. It's a movie about uh, election fraud by the Democrats, by the very credible Dinesh D'Souza, who never made a bad film. Never. I said incredibly ironically. Oh, did I? It's got 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb somehow. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Wonder who that could be. It's got a 100% on Fandango? What? And it's got 80, 87% of Google users liked it. That's kind of weird. Okay, That's pretty good. Better scores than I thought it was going to have, right? Yeah. I guess so. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't seem that it, that they even are willing to uh, to rate it. Stay-
2: so, <laughs> to rate it? Funny enough, it is the movie I want to see the most, though.
3: Oh my god, it's got a 100% audience score, though, on Rotten Tomatoes, with uh, over 250 verified ratings. Like I said, it is
2: the movie I want to see the most. No joke.
3: You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll say Men. I'd rather see Men than that. (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
3: For sure. I'd really rather see Digger than that. (laughs) Uh, Really? Not Downtown Abbey, but I'd rather see Digger than that.
2: (laughs) What do you mean? You love Downtown Abbey.
3: I don't, honestly don't seen, think I've ever seen a single episode. I know I've seen, <laughs> no, just... like, not, I've seen it. I've never seen a single episode from start to finish, I should say. Right, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not something Luke would I, like. I, my mom enjoys it, so I've seen it when it's on the TV, when I go over to their house, yeah. <laughs> That's like your history with it well yeah and other people that I know that have liked it in the past I've seen it I don't I know what it's like kind of about and stuff but I've never seen a single episode from start to finish like I said no I hate watch all
2: his movies I've seen Hillary's America and I yeah I wanted to throw everything at my computer It, it gets me so irritated when he directs anything I think I, I actually talking about Audible. I I think I I bought one of his books just for fun. Right. And I was like, no, nah. I, I I returned it after like five five hours listening to it, because it was just unlistenable. But like, man can't write.
3: Oh well, I had something for the Jeremy round that totally goes into this. But let's let's do uh coming next week news of the week, TV movies of the week, Killing It episode seven, almost over. And then mm-hmm. another did a review of 18 and a half. That's all I know about it. Yeah, I don't so, know anything about this. So
2: if you have anything that you want to watch, uh, us to watch in approximately
3: four weeks, you can
2: contact Luke.
3: Wherever, yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of bad directors, I sent you that thing about the new Yui Bowl movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I didn't even know that guy was... I oh, thought he stopped you, you making... Go. I th- swear he stopped making movies, like, a while ago. When he got, like, a huge backlash yes. for a while. And then he said, I'm done yes. making movies. Right? I do remember that as well. But there's a new... So what the fuck? There's a new one coming out. Yeah. I was very confused. Oh, it doesn't can... seem like it's going to be released in America at all. Um. So I, I like... I'm not surprised by like no American production company wanting to release it, but uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just strange. I did. I thought that guy was completely done making movies. I mean, speaking of mass shooters, he like made the quintessential mass shooter movie, right? And what movie is that? Look, I don't. What was it called? Uh, let me look at him. Look him up. <laughs> I don't know. You don't remember that movie? He made like two of them, I think. No. I had a roommate in college that was super into his movies. Uh, and I remember watching it with him and being like, "What the fuck? This is the craziest stupidest movie ever." Uh, uh Ram- Rampage from 2009. It was a uh, it was uh yeah, it's bad. I would it, I want to say it's been banned in many is countries. it about school shootings? No, it's about a guy who goes around in a in a town just shooting people, but he's like Builds this whole armored suit, very much like we see people talk about. You never saw Rampage? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't recommend it. It's very, especially now, it's very depressing. I want to say there were two of them. <laughs> oh no! Wait, this saying this is saying that there's a tr- there were three of them. Okay. So, like, as far as like movies go, uh, some people it was kind of a cult thing, which is bad to say nowadays, obviously. Like, if you go back and watch these, it's like. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some mass shooters in America that were influenced by this movie. Okay. All I remember uh, about Uwe Ball
2: is, like, shit movies. Uh, shit, shit action movies. This is a shit action movie, yeah. Okay. So, what else do we have in the
3: Jeremy Round look? Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. I mean. Uh, not much do you have anything YouTube wise I'm not thinking I, I haven't thought not about really you. okay
2: I I it's just I finally saw the boxing match so that was fun oh right he put it all out like onto his YouTube channel yeah. is that where you saw it for free. Yeah, for free. So that was super nice.
3: And that clearly is why he wasn't claiming anybody else's stuff, because he's like, I'm just gonna put it all out for free. Which I think might be a good business concept I think the idea is to like let everybody see the first one, put it all out for free, and entice people to pay for the second mm-hmm. one more. Yeah. Mhm. And also, I think if he uh... did start copyright striking people, they would like because it's iDubs. People would call foul on that a little bit. <laughs> I definitely agree.
2: Well, look, uh, it's hot in Norway. Uh, cold there, or
3: it's medium it? here. It's like, uh, yeah, it's sunny but not too hot, but not. It's a little cloudy. It's super or it's Oregony today, but no rain.
2: Well, I want to uh, turn the fan on, uh, but uh, that means that uh, we have to stop recording. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>
3: bye bye another
0: digit another digital another digital citizen
1: another digital c- c- citizen with c- c- citizen
0: another digital citizen another digital
3: citizen
1: another digital citizen 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 citizen